Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. And just like that, we're back with yet another Carefully Reckless episode. Listen, I want to be very serious today. There will be no story time because this is a very serious matter that I feel like hit the airways you know, last week or not even last week, a few days ago. And it hasn't been talked about enough. It was just swept under the rug. And, you know, given how times are today, a lot of things are really swept under the rug, you know, with time. If you don't pay attention to it, it goes away. But this cannot go away. Lives were taken. Lives are in critical condition Lives are slowly slipping away. People are brain dead behind this event. So you probably already figured it out. World. Travis Scott had a concert a couple days ago. And for lots and lots of people, the fun turned into a tragedy very quickly. So apparently there were people passing out, going into cardiac arrest, seizures. People actually died. Now, a number of eight people died that night on the spot because it it just turned into a stampede and turned into, you know, pandemonium everywhere. Apparently people were being stuck with needles filled with fentanyl. Now we know that shit has been killing people. That fent shit has been out here. Okay. And while I think it's something bigger than just some drug dealers who actually got their hands on this shit, I'm going to, I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Guys, they were having fun. Travis was performing. He actually was having fun on stage. And apparently he's seen people passing out. He's seen the people doing the shit. He's seen shit that was going on. And his words were, let's turn this bitch up. I don't know if he was able to decipher the fun and all the jumping around that they do at his concerts anyway from people being fucked up from being stuck with these needles. And I'm not going to put that on him at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. 
But when you noticed that it went from like a rave to like everybody trying to run for their fucking lives, you should have stopped at the fucking concert and, and really, really paid attention to what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, because they said over 100 people were stuck with this shit, right? Needles, people with needles just going around sticking, sticking you. You understand what I'm saying? And imagine just having fun and then out of nowhere, you feel a pinch. People sticking you. A person stuck you with a fucking needle. You don't know what it is. And you immediately go into cardiac arrest, right? And the victims that died were actually babies. I'm talking about 15, 14, 16. These were babies, you know? Their little systems couldn't take this shit. It saddens me that you can't even go somewhere and have fun. You can't even live your fucking life and go and fucking have fun. I remember going to concerts and not having to worry about shit like this, not having to worry about being killed or being attacked or being shot up or, you know, being injured, being purposely hurt. It's a sad, sad world that we live in, you know, and then Travis gets online and he makes a video about the shit where it looked like he really, really tried his best to cry and to, you know, to, you know, and people handle shit different ways. Let me just say that. But in that video, yes, it looked like he tried his best to cry, but he couldn't. He looked like he tried his best to be sad and to really feel. I mean, I'm... I'm honestly just devastated and I could never imagine anything like this just happening. And I'm gonna do everything I can to keep you guys updated and informed on what's going on. Um, love you all. Remember when Cardi B or somebody like that won over him? They, they, and he really knew that he just knew he was gonna win a Grammy. I felt like he cried and showed more emotion over that than he did over these people dying at his fucking concert. Now let's just dig a little bit more deep into it. For that to happen, first of all, to get your hands on a chemical like fentanyl, yeah, you have to be highly classified. You understand what I'm saying? Scientists deal with fentanyl, large amounts of it. You can die just inhaling fentanyl pure fentanyl you can definitely die do your research on it further people um if you do not believe me yes that shit kills you within seconds and minutes of breathing you understand what i'm saying to you people are still in the hospital fighting for their lives fighting for their fucking lives and all they wanted to do was go celebrate their favorite artist or one of their biggest artists you know, Travis Scott is a big deal out this motherfucker. He has a lot of fans in all age groups, but mainly kids. It was a lot of young people, a lot of babies. Not that it would have been any better if they were all old or whatever, but these were babies that died from this shit. And it's bigger. It's bigger. I feel like, honestly, somebody was paid to do that shit. I feel like it's a government thing. Yes, I do. I feel like there is a higher up who actually paid people to do this shit. And also, furthermore, because I'm going to take it a step further, this is carefully reckless, and listen, I'm going to be carefully reckless with it. I also feel like a lot of blogs were paid to not make it a big fucking deal either. But people died, okay? Okay? People fucking died. So it's a big deal. 
to not be able to go and live your life because you have to worry about if it's going to be your last night living is horrible. It makes you not even want to go out. You understand what I'm saying? We are still in a pandemic. People are just trying to get their lives back together from that. And then now we can have events and now we can go do shit like go to festivals and enjoy our our favorite artists and shit again. And then shit like this happens. So now we have a pandemic. We have uh, all, all these fucking crisis killings. We have it is so much shit that we're fighting against as a human race. It's sickening. It's fucking sickening. You understand? People dying left and right. I felt like I haven't encountered so much death in my whole life. And I live in Baltimore City. So that says something, you know? I'm not proud of my city and, and the high crime rate and the high murder rate and, and the high overdose rate either. I'm not proud of that shit. But the amount of death that I have seen in my life just growing up in Baltimore don't even come close to the amount of death that I see now in my in my eldest years of living. I'm a mom. I'm scared to death to even take my son to Disney World or Six Flags or Bush Gardens, Kings Dominion, those type of fun, adventurous things created for children. I'm scared. I'm afraid. Like Disney on Ice is supposed to be coming here or some shit like that. I'm not taking my son to that shit. And that's something that me and his father has taken him to every year. But now... Having to sit and explain to him why he can't go and why we can't take him to the monster truck show and shit like that because it's not enough security in the world anymore. It's not enough organization in the world. It's no safety and it's like every man for himself. It's like we live in the middle of a fucking war zone. It's actually very sad. I was actually afraid to send my son back to school, not even because of COVID. There has been a lot of school shootings. Y'all are privy to this shit. Y'all know about this shit. Even going to the movies in the past year, there have been over a hundred, over a hundred movie theater shootings where people just get this courage or get fucked up or whatever. They hear these voices or whatever, you know, they, they like to diagnose these fucking little white kids with when they shoot up schools and shit instead of just sending their stupid asses to jail or, you know, giving them the death penalty the same way that they just took lives and shit. Instead of doing that, they just, these kids get off scotch-free. It's sad. It's sad as fuck. You mean to tell me? Little Billy can go get a fucking rifle, go to school, shoot up all his friends and will not be charged if he's proven insane. You got me fucked up. You got my whole race fucked up. OK, it's really sad, but I need for y'all to pay attention. Wake up like really, really, really fucking wake up and pay attention and really ask yourself, why hasn't this been talked about like everything else that they talk about? Some of the dumbest shit trends for weeks, for days. I'm talking about days. Let's, let's, for instance, let's hit on this Michael Myers being homophobic shit. That shit is still trending. But eight people died. A hundred people were stuck with fentanyl needles at a Travis Scott Astro World concert. And it was only talked about for maybe 24 to 36 hours. And it really wasn't even in depth of a conversation. It wasn't even an in-depth post at all, at all. 
If you go and search right now, I'm talking about, and there are videos on TikTok, on TikTok, because y'all know, don't nothing, don't nothing gets taken. Y'all know nothing gets taken down off of line or whatever. Not, nothing, nothing, especially not TikTok. They're not removing shit. There are hella videos of footage from the concert where you can actually see people running and you can see people passing out and you can see Travis Scott looking at all this shit too. You can see it and him saying, turn this bitch up. You can actually see it. You can see it. You understand? And then to be attached to something like that, I wouldn't even want to be a performer anymore. I wouldn't even want to perform just to know, not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying just to know that something like that could happen at one of my shows Oh, no, I'm doing virtual shows now. Nah, because the fact that it's not talked about, say he go do another concert somewhere. Right. And the same shit happens again. Are we going to keep sweeping it under the rug? Are we? And then what is the whole agenda behind this? What is it? Is it population control? Is it, it, it what? Is it uh, the government trying to send us another fucking message or what? Uh, what other higher up? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep saying the government because that's who I feel is behind all this shit. Fentanyl ain't just going to keep on popping up in all these fucking drugs like this. Now, drugs. All right. They're bad. Yes. Percocet, all that shit. Coke, all whatever. Dope, all that shit. But that shit is now being cut with fentanyl. And, and people are dropping left and fucking right. Motherfuckers just want people to think, oh, no, 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 no. He had some bad drugs. He just OD'd on it. Nah, nah. Because one, uh, one thing about an addict, they know the shit that they on. And they know, especially if they've been doing it for a long time. We got addicts who, who know drugs better than they know they fucking kids. Better than they know they fucking kids. This shit is being administered by I think it's, I, I'm telling you, I think it's like higher ups. It's, it's motherfuckers that we wouldn't even think. I'm talking about these motherfucking white people putting this shit out in the streets. And what I mean by white people is I mean the fucking gov. The gov. I don't care. I don't care. It's no way you can just get your hands on large amounts of fentanyl. It's put in the fucking hood. You know what I'm saying? If you love me, you'll listen to this commercial. And then we'll be right back. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure.
Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. But it's way too much death. It's way too much killing. It's way too many lives that we're losing out here, you know? And quite frankly, I'm scared. I'm scared. I know y'all scared and shit. I'm talking about, I had tickets to go to the Millennium Tour, right? I sold them. I sold them after I saw the Astro World concert. No, nah, I'm going to be real with y'all. I sold my tickets and I'm not going to lie. I love each and every artist on the Millennium Tour, but that makes me afraid to go in, into any, into any setting where I could potentially lose my life because people take advantage of large crowds now. And like I said, there isn't enough security in this world for me anymore. It's a fucked up thing. It's fucked up. And I do a lot of theater shows. I do a lot of big casinos. I don't just do comedy clubs now, you know, which is, you know, which which these clubs are usually more uh, smaller and more intimate. That's why I do multiple shows. Um, but most of the time I do theater shows so I don't have to do eight and, and, and ten shows and six shows and shit like that. I don't have to overwork myself when the city that I'm going to has a big theater. I can just book there and then we can do one or two shows, you know. But I'm even a little afraid of that shit. You know, I got shows coming up. I got Atlanta, November 19th at Center Stage. That's like, a, you know, that that's that's a, a nice size venue, you know. If security's not on their job, anybody can just fucking walk up in there, shoot you, kill you, whatever. Shoot the person on stage, me, shoot my fucking audience, you. I have another big show coming up in my very own city, November 26th, Baltimore City. You know, the Hippodrome Theater. That shit is scary for New Year's, which is a very big holiday for everybody. New Year's, that's when everybody is out. I got a show 
with D. Ray Davis, Lil Duvall, and, you know, all of us, Michael Blackson and Pretty V. We all got a fucking show at the Airby Crown Theater. That's a, that's a big theater in Chicago. We're there two nights in a row. That shit is scary. Imagine that shit. Scary. You know what I mean? I literally said to myself, and I'm going to have a meeting with my agents. This may be my last year touring for a little bit, just until we get shit under wraps, even if it ever gets under wraps, you know? You know, and they always say, oh, it, it gets worse before it gets better. I don't really see a better for our world right now. Not for our people, not for our world, not for this pandemic we in, not for the amount of killings that we're witnessing. I don't see a better, you know? And people joke about going to other planets, but maybe... Getting off this motherfucker, ain't, it may not be that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I can't, I can't. I'm scared every day. And they still expect people like us to just live our lives and not feel no type of way. I still want to know why this has not been talked about. What is going on? Who are they paying? Who was paid to shut the fuck up and just turn a blind eye to eight lives being lost? For no reason. What was the reason behind sticking motherfuckers? Like, what was it? Was it gang initiation? Was it Illuminati shit going on? Was it, you know, like fucking, what was it? What was it? And then right before I sat down into this episode, I read Travis Scott allegedly plans to issue refunds to all the Astroworld Festival attendees. You know what I'm saying? And he also canceled a Day in Vegas headline performance. You know, he, he did cancel that. But you can't refund lives. Not, and I'm not specifically talking to him. I'm just saying you can't refund lives. Not him, period. I'm talking in general. You can't. And then you have things like lawsuits by the families that has been filed, you know, against Travis Scott, Drake and Live Nation, you know, following the Astroworld Festival. You know, and, and they had to see this shit coming. Nobody is speaking up about this shit. Nobody. Nobody has made a statement. No, you know, except Travis, but nobody, nothing. Nobody from Live Nation. I don't really think Drake got anything to do with this shit. My man was on stage for maybe what, 10 minutes? <laughs> and and that was that. But I guess they want to hold everybody accountable because nobody is taking accountability. Nobody is actually coming out saying, uh, listen, um, you know, and, and it's not like somebody can actually take the blame, but it's just not enough. It's, it's, it's not enough. It's not. It's no remorse at the end of the day. That's what I'm looking for. It's like it's no fucking remorse. These people died. and It's like, all right, now what next? Like, what the fuck? That shit is it's 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 pissing me off and it's getting me very fucking angry and it's getting me very emotional. Even doing this, you know, it's like it's fucked up because at the end of the day, there is no one to blame for this shit. The artists can't be held responsible. The fucking promoters. You know, so who do you, who do you blame? Security. The shit was basically outside. It was like an it was a festival. It was outside. Now Kylie did post something. You know, she said Travis and I are broken and devastated. My thoughts and prayers are with all who lost their families and all who lost their lives and were injured or affected in any way by yesterday's events. And also for Travis, who I know cares deeply for his fans in the Houston community, I want to make it clear we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and in no world would have continued filming or performing. I am sending my deepest condolences to all the families during this difficult time and will be praying for the healing of everyone who has been impacted. I thank you for that, Kylie. Uh, we thank you. And then 
you know, he did his video and shit. But there was literally only one celebrity that I saw. I'm not saying there were no others or no other people. It don't even have to be celebrities. It can be anybody. But I was, it was only one celebrity that I saw who actually offered financial help to the families, you know, who lost a loved one. And that was Roddy Rich, you know. So big shout outs to him. He had uh, posted, please have the families of those who we lost yesterday reach out to. Um, and then he tagged someone. I guess that's maybe his publicist. And he said, I'll be donating my net compensation to the families of this incident. Pray for Houston. And so, you know, I just pray for them, pray for the families. People always question God when these type of things happen and all that. And and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? There is evil, you know, there is evil where there is God, there is devil, you know, even though we don't give him credit for anything and we don't worship the devil. He is very real. And you cannot ignore him like he's not. So I just want to put that bug in y'all ear and just um, close out and just say I hope everybody who was deeply affected by this and people who, who don't even have family in Houston, I know that y'all are affected as well if you have a heart. This, this story touches you and it hurts. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say I do love everybody and I pray, I pray that everybody is just taking safety measures everywhere they go. Just move carefully. Um, If you can stay home from like big, huge events like that, do it. Um, I know the artists are feeling this way as well. Like I said, this shit has to affect everybody. It has to. I don't know. You don't have a heart if it doesn't. Another tragedy, Alec Baldwin. Now he's an actor. A-list actor, y'all y'all know him from movies. I'm talking about shows. Uh, y'all may know him specifically for his SNL skit where he did an impersonation of Donald Trump. Now, this man cannot stand Donald Trump. And Donald Trump can't stand this man. But he does not like him. He, he does not like Donald Trump. Now, he was on set a few weeks ago. They were shooting a movie. In the scene, he was supposed to shoot the other actor. That was supposed to be the scene in the movie. Somebody handed him a loaded gun and they said action and the scene went on and he shot her and she died in real life. Helena Hutchins, the, the lady who was shot and killed. She was a cinematographer. She was shot and killed on set. He did not mean to kill her. He didn't mean to kill her, but she fucking died. Right now that's happened before. But it was like a suicide thing. They killed herself. Not on purpose, obviously, but that's why they have protocol. That's why they have safety measures. That's why they have like a prop manager for shit like that. So that's what the fuck they need to look into. Because I believe, honestly, that man was set up. I believe he was set up. And I believe someone was paid to do that. So I, I really feel like it's going to be long and drawn out, yes. But I don't think he's going to go to jail if they can prove that he was set up. Because honestly, yo... I don't think he did it. It's not about what I think. It's about what you can prove in court, though. And I really, really, really prayerfully hope this man gets off of this shit. Alec Baldwin, y'all can look that up. So I'm just going to end it on this note. Um, keep the families of those who have died, uh, the families in y'all prayers. Keep the families of everyone who was even injured or fucked up in any type of way by this shit, man. Like, seriously, even the people who weren't. I know they were scared as hell. The people who were blessed and, you know, lucky enough to not even get stuck with a needle. I know this was a life changer and eye opener for them as well. And um, 
even for Travis, even for everybody involved, all the other artists who was involved in the Astro World Festival as well. I keep them in my prayers as well. This is a very traumatizing moment. I also want to keep Alec Baldwin in my prayers, his wife, uh, the family of the late Helena Hutchins. Keep her family in your prayers as well. And I keep y'all in my prayers and y'all keep me in y'all's. I love y'all so much. Tune in next week for yet another Carefully Reckless episode with your girl, Just Hilarious. And in my best, deepest Pam voice, peace. Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.